Hello. Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time time to to sit sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Jessica. We made it. We made it. We always giggle. Because we've been trying Some, to make this something work for an hour. always happens. <laughs> an hour and twenty minutes we've been trying, and we're to- like, "Be natural, be natural." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm just still practicing breathing because I'm so yeah. frustrated." <laughs> She's trying not to throw her entire computer across the room. <laughs> Today it was Zoom. But we're here. The computer. It was Zoom. No. And I don't know how to okay. use the other ones, so. It's fine. We're here. We got it. We figured it yeah. out. Welcome. Welcome. Um, maybe if I would have had a dream this was gonna happen, I would have been Ooh. better prepared. Oh, speaking of dreams, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> so natural. So natural. Oh geez, a Louise. Um <laughs> today we're talking about dreams. We're talking about uh dream theory um dream interpretation uh dream dreamy dreams um thank yeah. you for those of you who responded to our instagram stories and who responded in our dms giving us your dreams um, there was a lot there was a lot and um i messaged some of you if you got a message it was from me um just kind of like going through my research and uh, we're going to talk about some of the ones at the end. But um, um, really quick at the top, I just wanted to say, so we're recording this today on Wednesday, May 27th. This is the first day of our 10,000 uh, follower giveaway. Um, oh, yeah. So that's going to be going for a couple days. And um, as soon as we hit 10,000, we're going to do that giveaway. And we have some really awesome stuff that we bought for you guys. So um Please, yeah, go over uh, to Instagram. You just have to like the post, the original post. And uh, the more you comment, the more uh, entries you get. And mm-hmm. you have to um, like, what, like, follow, and comment, basically. It's all you have to do. And yeah, a lot yes. of cool stuff. Like um, some up spell book, tarot cards, like a little like keepsake box. Um, so we can't just thought this like really cool um, cleansing kit. So just a bunch of stuff. So go over and check it out. We are, yeah, we're so close to 10,000 followers. And I guess a bunch of like cool new like features kick in on Instagram when you get 10,000 followers. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Me too. And and thank you guys. We really, yeah. really appreciate all the support that you guys super, give us. Super, super appreciate it. Um. And then this giveaway, we do have two runners up. So um, someone will get the grand prize and then someone does get two runner up prizes. It's actually a, a bracelet, a sticker, one of our podcast stickers, some incense. Um, so the runner up prize is nothing to uh, sneeze at. Um, yeah. And then we are going to do another giveaway down the line. So they're still coming. Um, mm-hmm. So it's we, we just think it's really fun to like give a little bit back. Because you do get a lot of to buy support for other people. She really does. It's the best being her friend, actually. It was like <laughs> we were saying, like, okay, let's get this, this, and this. And then I would text James the next day. I got three more things. And then I got this. <laughs> and then I got that. Oh, look what else I bought. 
And then I bought this for the giveaway. I'm like, wait a we minute. We're going to do just like <laughs> two or three like things. And now I think the giveaway is like nine items. It, yeah. It's a bunch of stuff. A lot of really cool stuff. I really want to win our own box. So. I know. Yeah. It's like, I bought doubles of cool. some of it because I was like, I want like the bath bomb. <laughs> There's a bath bomb in there. It's called the moon made me do it. And it's, this it's blue, really cute. Oh, you'll see the picture if you look at the Instagram, but inside is, I know what the stone is. I'm not going to tell you it's a surprise, but there's like a surprise stone in there. And oh, uh, I forgot there was a stone in there. There's a stone. I just want it because it's cute. Like, you know, those like ring bath bombs. Yeah. It's like that, but it's handmade by this wonderful company on Etsy that I can't remember at the moment, but it's tagged on Instagram. And, um, oh, it's a crystal, one. crystal soap shop. And, uh, yeah, there's a um, stone in there. There's a specific stone per bath bomb, and she also has, like, soaps that have stones and crystals in them. So it's super cool. That's really cool. I'm going to go buy yeah. some stuff. I can't wait to get it. I'm going to use it immediately. Mm. I've been taking baths lately. I need it after it's today. <laughs> well, let's get into it. You've been doing a lot, a lot of research, like, a ton. So I'm excited. Yes. Okay. Um, so my sources are several, um, I, I wanted to dive into this book a little bit deeper, um, but I just didn't have the time. So it's called Why We Dream by Alice Robb. Um, this is a very science forward perspective. However, she does, um, have a lot of, uh, interest and practice into lucid dreams. Um, mm. Why We Dream, the transformative power of our nightly journey, and then um, Gustavus Miller's 12,000 Dreams Interpreted. And this is basically kind of like one of those books that has like everything you can think of from like apples to zebras about like <laughs> what it was like a little blurb under each one, you know, about like yeah. common yeah. dream interpretation. So love that. That's going to be my new like living room table book. That's um, cool. I two psychology today articles one why do we dream and then the second one is six steps to help you remember your dreams um mm -hmm. dreaminterpretation.org and as well as using gustavo's book for um looking into the different types of dreams um dreamtrending.com again as well as gustavo's book for the common themes and dreams and then theomagica and this was a um three-part a uh, kind of like article blog post kind of thing about using your dreams in craft so um, oh. I barely touched on that because that is a whole nother thing. yeah but that I just really wanted to let you know that it's there cool um do you remember your dreams um more often than not yes they I'm the opposite more often yeah than not no not all of them but at least one um i can remember at least one or two a night one or yeah two. i would say and probably maybe like four to five days out of the week i can remember them yeah. hmm. so if i'm like super super tired and i either i don't dream or i don't remember them yeah because i have that i have like my, my that watch that one of the fitbit watches and it like tracks your yeah sleep. Mm -hmm. um so if i wake up and i'm like oh i didn't think i dreamed last night it, like more often than not if i go into that app it'll be like oh you like slept really deep like pretty much all night 
Yeah, same exact same for me. Um, I can look at the Fitbit app and it'll tell me um, like what levels of sleep you fell into. Mm-hmm. And I don't fall into that deep REM, um, rapid eye movement level very often in my sleep, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why I'm all tired all the time. And um, <laughs> so I don't remember my dreams very much. Um, but then I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you something. So um, okay. I want to jump into kind of like the different theories of dreams really quickly, just because okay. there's a lot of um, I guess categories. You could say um, religion-based categories, spirituality in general, science, um, right? So, a yeah. uh, couple different theories that science, as well as like other practitioners, believe. Um, basically, that for science, in essence, it's like a biological process that happens in our sleep, right? We have all this stuff going on and um, there's all kinds of kind of like theories and disciplines and stuff going from like psychiatry to psychology Mm -hmm. to neurobiology to um, spirituality, right? And so one of them, um, the first one is that it's a way um, to process your memories So like as you're sleeping, um, you're processing what has happened to you through the day uh, and you're putting that short-term memory into your long-term memory. And so that is a theory on like why we dream and our Mm -hmm. dreams are kind of like this like discombobulation of like pieces of our day or pieces Mm -hmm. of like what's happened to us in the recent history to Mm -hmm. do that long-term memory storage. Um, this would really make sense because a long theme in this podcast is that my long-term memory is horrible and I do not (laughs) sleep well. So Mm. it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And I'm the opposite Yeah, where I, I remember a lot and I dream a lot. Yeah. See, you Uh, know what? Okay. No, I'll, 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 when we get to talking about dreams themselves, I'll, I'll tell you about my a specific dream I had the other night. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Hold on to that. Okay. Um, so, and then going into the one kind of, I think where you and I kind of lay, um, I guess, I don't know what the word is. Like belief wise. Yeah. Um, so it's like an extension of our waking consciousness. So um, mm-hmm. it's reflecting our experiences of waking life in our dreams, um, trying to help us decipher things, decipher our feelings, decipher our emotions, remember things, um, kind of work mm-hmm. stuff out. You know, it's like an extension. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where today's episode uh, falls. It's like an extension yeah. of that waking consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. Another one is the mind's way of working through difficult, complicated, and unsettling thoughts, emotions, or experiences um, to achieve balance. Um, also super makes sense. And I think yeah. that really falls into, again, what we're going to be talking about today. Um Another one is the brain responding to biochemical changes and electrical impulses. So... Um, in Alice Robb's book, she talks about the chemical process that takes place and, um, it's a lot. 
<laughs> there's a lot of chemicals that I um you're not a neuroscientist no (laughs) I'm grateful for all these chemicals I understand that all these chemicals are there I am this weird mix of a very science but spiritual based person Uh Um, so some kind sometimes it can all kind of like hurt my brain but um I understand what she was talking about with that research, how there's like dopamine and I think it's called neuroadrenaline and like all these things that mix together to like Mm -hmm. give your brain that perfect kind of like um, mobility to have these dreams. Okay. And so we know that these chemical reactions take place. Like we literally know that they happen. It's fact. It's been proven. Um, But it's just the why. The why is what holds everyone up you know? Right. Okay. So why did we evolve to have these, to need dreams? to need these dreams? Yeah. So why did we evolve to have these chemicals in our brain that allow our brain to process these vivid uh, movies happening in our head, you know? Um, yeah. So it's really the why and the why is kind of what trips everyone up. And obviously you're going to have your different groups that um, are very, they think they know why, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the very important things in your sleep is REM, that rapid eye movement. It's it's like a, a level of sleep. And when you're in REM, that's when your deepest dreams take place. And so mm-hmm. there is some research. And I mean, just knowing, like, say you have a couple glasses of wine before you go to bed, you might not... <laughs> might not dream or you might dream a lot there's some studies that say like that drugs alcohol stress can impact how we sleep and how we go into REM sleep Uh um which does make a lot of sense because if you're putting things into your body it's going to alter that chemical balance so right um, I guess my point here is maybe stop two hours before you go to sleep (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but I know some people need these things in order to even fall asleep so yeah, there are there are times when yeah, I do need something to help me sleep for sure. I will say the only time that I definitely do not sleep is when I take like an actual like sleeping pill. That's when you know, like don't a, sleep. That's when when I don't sorry don't dream. Oh, because you're so yeah yeah. I think it just like knocks me into like that deepest zone, and I just don't. Either I don't remember it or whatever, but that's a time where there was a while, especially the beginning of like all of this, like uh, mm-hmm. lockdown stuff yeah. where I could not sleep and I had to take a sleeping pill like every night for like two weeks. And I didn't, I didn't dream at all during that time. Yeah. Not that I remember. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Makes sense to me though. Yeah. So it's, there's just so many theories and if we kind of go back, so, um, I I know it's surprising, but I didn't really jump into like the history of dreams because, I mean, it's why it's what well, yeah, <laughs> so, well. like I don't even know where to start with that. But right, um, but Alice Rob had some really interesting things um in her in her book, and so before the 19th century. Um, it was really a spiritual religious thing. It wasn't science. It was, um, it was visions and prophecy and all these things, you know, and it was a way to kind of like explain other things. Um, she even wrote that there were some uh, researchers who said that 
they believed that some religions were even based off of dreams and not the other way around um which is really interesting it makes a lot of sense because if you're having i'm just gonna throw christianity out there for a second but like say you have this dream right and this man surrounded by like white light comes up to you and he's like my name is jesus and we need to like do these things you know (laughs) like it might surprise someone (laughs) i don't know how you on jesus Hello. <laughs> Welcome to your dream. Hello, Jesus. Uh, so it's just like some, it's theorized that some religions were started based on dreams and some dreams help to explain religion. Yeah, well, that makes sense. If you, if you think like you're getting visions from, you know, a higher being through your yeah. dream, it like mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Exactly. And there's a lot of cultures who do that. And a lot of cultures yeah. who will partake in certain uh, chemical reactions to make that happen, you know, right? Um, yeah. hallucinogenics and things like that to get closer to their um, spirituality. So it is um, totally Which I've, happens across I've, cultures. Yeah. And I've heard like really good things about that, like mm-hmm. psychedelics or hallucinogenics to help you like achieve some sort of clarity or reach a certain like level of you know being or whatever and essentially what those do is they um so there's some we'll get into it deeper but there's something called lucid dreaming and so um basically what the hallucinogenics do is bring you um closer or not closer i guess you could say deeper into that lucid dreaming state um and bring out maybe any inhibitions or things like that so um i know there's places that you can go very specifically to safely partake in these things and um Mm -hmm. it'd be really interesting to i'm so down to do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man um so (laughs) something else that i pulled from the book is that in um these like early dream studies. Okay. So in the uh-huh. 1850s, um, dreams started being connected to our like outside influences, right? Like our okay. experiences during the day. And this is where, I mean, you guys know these names, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, and they're like early, early psychology, psychiatry, um, they have some wonky theories, especially Freud's mm-hmm. like sexuality theories and the mother and the father and all that stuff. Um, but yeah. uh, Freud and Carl Jung do have some very um, strongly based um, theories on dreams. Um, they both wrote books on dreams. They were kind of like working together in the beginning and then kind of got into more of a competition towards the end of their lives. But um, they both uh kind of figured out what dreams do i guess so um both believed that um dreams are a way for you to acknowledge your like unconscious desires or needs okay. now freud's going to go a little bit deeper into this um especially again with like those mother father figures what is it the ep- and like every Freud just thinks all your dreams mean you want to sleep with your mother yeah yes. <laughs> or your father yes <laughs> pretty much Oedipus and yeah there you go that's Oedip- the word Oedipal, Oedip- Oedipal or whatever Oedipus I don't know I'm that's not a okay. psychologist 
Me either. Um, Carl Jung, and that's kind of like where they split because uh, Jung didn't really like that. And he was like, you know, we need to like think of things outside of that. Um, And so he kind of like thought about dreams helping to uncover parts of yourselves that have been hidden or neglected. Um, And so it was really interesting, like what their work, um, even though they did it separately, kind of like brought to light right like our dreams are telling us things that we need to know about ourselves whether that's going to be medically um emotionally physically whatever um and then there's richard wiseman and richard wiseman was a british psychologist who's kind of like the first one to say like we have about one to four dreams a night and um those dreams uh are really easy to connect to a supernatural quality now he did not believe this in a like a kind of like a precognition or things like that what he's saying this is um just a a very specific science-based theory is um we have a handful of dreams a night right and as we dream and as we interpret what we dream we have enough dreams throughout our lives that eventually things are going to make connections right? Mm, yeah. Like maybe you have a fear that your grandmother is going to pass away. So you dream about it and then your grandma passes away. Right. That's like a very, yeah, like vague kind of example. It's like the, like, um, how people say the Simpsons predict the future, but yeah. it's like, there's like 500 episodes guys. Yeah. Like there's they're so going to get some stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or someone on the writing team is psychic either way. Either way. And, I'm for it. Yeah. We're still fans. Um, Yeah. So, but Richard Wiseman, he's kind of like the first scientist to say, like, hold your horses. (laughs) This isn't supernatural. This is like, you just have so many dreams. The probability of you having a dream and then that dream making a connection to your real life is high. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's kind of like where science falls. Right? Mm -hmm. All these chemicals are happening in your brain when you sleep. If you go into these levels, you're going to have dreams. Your dreams are probably a way to catalog what's happened through your day, through your week, through your month. Throughout that, you're figuring stuff out about yourself. Your worries are coming into your dreams. Your needs are coming into your dreams. You're subconscious. And then once you have all these dreams, there's bound to be connections. Uh Okay. It's just a numbers game. Yeah. So that's science. Science. And yes, like a lot of that when you say it like that it makes sense you know it makes yeah. sense yeah sure. um, but then uh we like to mix some other tea up in there yeah so knowing this sciencey piece right and mm-hmm. um thinking about dreams just in general and maybe you are wanting to know more about your dreams you're wanting to look more at the spirituality side of your dreams you're wanting to look more um at perhaps that precognition side that some people do have um because again in my mind i am science-based but i am also i have like that spiritual foundation right and so i think it's all connected science and spirituality it's all this big ball of mess you know yeah um so one of the things that you can do is practice remembering your dreams and um 
I got this information from Michael J. Beerus. He's a doctor. <laughs> um, and he works yeah. for the clinical, um, he is a clinical psychologist at the Diplomat of American Board of Sleep Medicine. So he sounds legit. That's very um, fancy. Yeah. So here are some steps you can take to try to remember your dreams. The first thing you have to do is kind of like, this is, I think this is the hardest part, to be honest, is you need to figure out your body's cycle. Like you need to figure out your body's like natural cycle. Like when is the best time for you to go to sleep? How long yeah. do you need six? Do you need seven? Do you need eight hours? Because everyone's different. Um, like what mm -hmm. is your natural cycle? So if you already know that, good on you. I don't. Uh -uh. My body's a mess. So once you figure out your cycle, you're going to want to go to bed um, at that comfortable time for your body. And you're, wanna go, you're going to want to go to bed in kind of like a pattern. So whether that's um, you always fall asleep to music, you always fall asleep to a sleep story, you're going to want to figure out what makes you fall asleep the best. Um, okay. So for example, right now for me, the best thing that works for me is no pillow, sleep story, pitch black. Like that no works pillow. the best for me. No, I can't. I don't use a pillow. You are kind of psycho, are you? <laughs> what is it? I have a horrible neck. Yeah, you have been looking for like a, a really good pillow for a long time. And the best thing, and I've talked to my doctor about this. I know it might be too much information, but my doctor said sleeping without a pillow is fine because I'm a back sleeper. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fall asleep in the way that is most comfortable to you and the most comfortable to your sleep pattern. Um, here's a big piece that is really difficult for a lot of us. It might work easier with some people now that we're going into summer. Um, but one of the things that he really, really strongly suggests is not using an alarm to wake you up. Um, uh, okay. because what happens is when you wake up with an alarm, basically an alarm goes off in your brain and right. you wake up kind of in a, in a rush, you wake up in a, like a surprise. It's like, it's shocking. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a chemical called noradrenaline and this noradrenaline, um, basically rushes through your brain. And then if you did have any dreams on the surface, that noradrenaline is going to kind of like bring your state of mind out really quickly. And you're going to not remember that dream. Oh, okay. So this might make sense for a lot of you. Um, but basically once that alarm goes off, your brain is in like, meh, you know, it's like, what is happening? Yeah. And your dreams kind of fade away. So, yeah. so maybe on the weekends practice this, or if you have a job where you don't have to go in, um, till later in the day, try not using an alarm. Um, yeah, especially good for like, um, like you said, summer people who work in like with in the, within like school districts or if you have the summer off, mm -hmm. it's the perfect time to practice. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one of his other tips is using what he calls the power down hour. And you're giving yourself 20 minutes of meditation and relaxation in the dark. You're falling asleep slowly. You're relaxing your body. Um, there's a lot of really good free YouTube and... Um, just different internet things that you could use for meditations. Um, if you wanted to pay for something, the mindful app and the calm app are fantastic. Um, I use the calm app and I love it so much. Um, 
So you want to do this kind of like power down, right? You want to get yeah. your body into that state of relaxation, do yoga, whatever you want to do. Now, yeah, do some stretches. We can't really control anything once we fall asleep, right? It's like once you fall asleep, all the rules are out the window. But when you wake up, when you naturally wake up, not using your alarm clock, take it slow. Maybe close your eyes again, just kind of like focus on yourself and try to pull out what you were thinking about right before. Um, uh-huh. He does stress that it might take you a couple days to get used to this pattern enough to where you will remember your dreams. Um, uh, maybe start it on a weekend, right? Because that's when you're more likely to be a little bit more relaxed. Um, uh-huh. And then something, another tip, which is interesting is that he says that if you want to remember your dreams to drink three big glasses of water before you go to bed. And this wow. is because you'll have to get up to go to the bathroom. Um, okay. And what will happen is you'll have to go to the bathroom. Your body is in REM. And when your body's in REM, apparently you don't get those signals, right? Like, oh, you have to go to the bathroom or, oh, you're uncomfortable. Your arm's asleep. But once you mm-hmm. come out of REM, because you don't stay in REM the whole time. It's a cycle, right? Once you come out of REM, it's going to say, oh, you need to go to the bathroom. Your signals are going to start firing. And then when you slowly wake up because you have to use the restroom in the middle of the night, try to pull your dreams. Because the more you're you're coming out of that REM state, the more you might be able to pull those out. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You get get like more practice each night than you would like just waking up once in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, number five is something that Alice Robb actually talks about in her book as well. And it's, um, essentially having a mantra while you're falling asleep. So maybe in that meditative state, or maybe like, as you're literally falling asleep, um, you're repeating to yourself, uh, maybe a specific mantra you have, uh, maybe something specific you want to dream about, or Mm -hmm. just very simply that I want to remember my dreams. I want to remember my dreams. I want to remember my dreams, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm kind of like having a little mantra. Um, and he does say that there's like no scientific fact to this, but apparently it works. <laughs> You're just kind of like willing it to happen. Yeah. Um, the last one is basically a dream journal. Again, Alice talks about this in her book as well. Um, and a dream journal, we've all heard it. We know what it is. Get mm-hmm. some paper, get a nice journal, do what I do and have to order a very specific one and wait for it to come before you can start doing anything (laughs) and just keep it by your bedside, keep a pen or a pencil on top. And then as you're drifting out of that kind of like sleepiness and you're pulling your dreams, just start writing everything down. You can remember. Um, Now, a lot of the times it's not going to make any sense because Uh we remember, um, bits and pieces of those one to four dreams that we have right yes so you might be in the ocean in one second and then you're writing and the next thing you know you're on a mountain and you're like what in the you know so you're remembering little bits and pieces and the more that you practice and the more that you find your sleep pattern and the more that you're able to um, train your mind to remember the more detail you'll get okay and some people might be just very lucid dreamers and they can um, pull that information out really quickly, but um, it might take others like myself a while to get that pattern down. 
Um, you know what's um, fun? Well, I'll talk about it when you talk. You're talking about lucid dreams in a little bit, right? Yes. Okay. I do have a story about that, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep, I don't want to interrupt you. Though. Keep going. Um, so when you're writing your dreams down, something that can actually um, benefit from writing is your nightmares. Uh, and so some oh. people have very intense nightmares um, where you will wake up very scared in kind of like uh-huh. a state of like fright, you know, and um, a New Mexico Center on Dreams said that you can actually change your nightmares um, by writing them down and changing what happens and then rereading oh. that before you go to sleep. Oh, um, and is that like more specifically for like a nightmare type of situation? Say that again? Would that be like especially helpful for like a recurring type of nightmare kind yeah. of situation? Yes, okay. absolutely. If it was like a one-time deal um, and you know it was because of a movie you watched and you were just like right movie, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Then that's probably you won't you probably won't do it because you probably wake up and you'll be like, oh goddamn, I shouldn't have watched that last night, you know. But yeah. if it's a reoccurring dream, um, then it would be very helpful. And then that could be your mantra, like you could say, "This happens, this happens, this happens," you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we will escape this time, or you know, yes, like, exactly. so and so will live, or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So. um once you kind of like have that pattern down, you can start um, distinguishing between your dreams. And there's a lot on the internet and in books about how many, I guess, types of dreams there are. Um, I've seen articles in my research that range from there's only three kinds of dreams to there's um, 11 right? So here I'm going to talk about eight different kinds. So kind of like me in the middle. Um, I got some of these from some articles that I I said at the top, as well as from um, the Miller book, The 12,000 Dreams Interpreted. So um, kind of like a a mixture of these. Now, one of the ones that everyone knows is a nightmare. And so a nightmare is obviously terrifying, deeply upsetting, Um, It can be emotionally scary. It can literally be horror. It can be distress. Um, You're going Mm -hmm. to wake up in a state of of fear, right? You might be shaking. You might have chills. Um, It might not even wake you up. You might just remember it in the morning. And so um, nightmares can actually be brought on by having a high fever. So if you're sick, you might be more prone to nightmares. Um, If you're through a really difficult time, um, say someone there's got maybe you're waiting for a death in the family, or there was, or you know something very emotionally trying, um, you might have a nightmare. Okay. Um, like stressful. And, things. Yeah, exactly. And so basically, what happens is it kind of like overstimulates your imagination, like all this outside stimuli all this like extra kind of like um, chemicals that are mixing around in your body, your anxiety Mm -hmm. or your fear are mixing with that chemical reaction that happens in the brain. Um, Mm -hmm. And it causes more of this like intense dream than kind of like ordinary or reoccurring dreams. Um, 
And these are the ones that people might really like to forget, you know, or like wake up and just kind of like try to think of something else. But it actually is one of the best ideas to remember your nightmares more than your other ones, because your nightmares are, I mean, in my opinion, um, your nightmares are really trying to tell you something. And even if it's just trying to tell you what you're scared of, um, a lot uh-huh. of uh, psychology theories really want you to kind of like face that, you know, face it, yeah, at it, see why it's happening. Yeah, because it's like, um, you know, like in therapy where they tell you like you need to cope with it. The more you like try to push it down, the worse it's gonna get. Yeah, exactly. You need to, like work through it. Mm-hmm. So if you can work through what's causing that nightmare, sometimes I know you can't, sometimes it's fever, sometimes it's a death in the family and you just have to go through that grieving process. But if you can work through what's causing that, if you can figure out why it's happening, um, mm-hmm. the likelihood of it stopping is higher. Oh, okay. That's good. Um, another type of dream, and this can kind of go attached to any of the other ones, um, are, is a reoccurring dream. Um, so it's literally what it says. It's a dream that takes place over and over again, and it doesn't really change. Um, or maybe you have it and you get a little farther each night, or you remember another detail each night. Um, it's not necessarily that that doesn't happen every night, but just that that's what you're remembering those particular Mm -hmm. nights. Yeah. Um, this article that I got it from said it's actually more common in females, um, than in males, which is interesting. Oh, it doesn't say why. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it just says more likely. Um, and it's just something that maybe needs to be resolved. Um, maybe it's something that makes you happy. You know, it can it can really happen for so many different reasons. Um, these reoccurring yeah. dreams, and again, they're often attached to all the other different kinds. Um. Another type of dream, and this one is really kind of attached to um, a spiritual kind of foundation, um, uh-huh. and this is dreams with messages that have to deal with healing. Um, so okay. this can be about your very specific body or about someone else that you might be close to, um, maybe trying to warn you of a health problem or to take it slower, um, different yeah like that right your body is making it known to you that something needs to happen okay and then again in the same kind of like realm um prophetic dreams and prophetic dreams again are just what they sound like and it's just uh kind of you're having some kind of precognition um you're dreaming about something before it happens um this specific article says that a study showed that 42% of people felt that they had a dream about something that later came true. And um, if you look at the scientist way, that Richard Wiseman guy, he would say it's just probability. Um, right. If you look at it in kind of like our realm, it's your dreams are trying to help you out, you know? Yeah. Whether There's got to be, be like a, a middle ground. Like you yeah, you have a lot of dreams and maybe you dreamt about, you know, your, you're gonna, your eggs were going to go bad in your fridge and, you know, eventually they do. But if you have a dream, like a very specific dream, like, oh, I dreamt I 
was driving and there was a car accident and it was a blue car and a yellow car. And then after I passed, there was another car accident with a purple car and another purple car. And that happens like that's very specific, you know, it's very specific Mm -hmm. there. There's there has to be there's some because I feel like just on this point alone, I do think like, yeah, it's probably a probability thing. But also Mm -hmm. there are people who have very specific dreams that do end up happening. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just up to your personal interpretation. Um, and not everybody gets these dreams. So if maybe you have had a, what you think might just have been a coincidental dream, maybe look at your dreams a little bit closer and, um, and see what's what. Maybe, yeah, you got a little bit more power than you think you do. Yeah. Um, another type is called an epic dream and an epic dream is like super vivid, very unforgettable. It kind of sticks with you throughout your day. Um, maybe it has nothing to do with anything and it was just like just so impactful right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but it can be so impactful that it can actually like change your life it can make you um say we go back to that religion foundation right where some Mm -hmm. someone founded a religion so maybe they had this like epic dream about something and so they go and form this new religion you know Um, yeah like in i'm watching the great right it's about catherine the great mm-hmm. peter the third czar of russia and um it's a super fun show that's like loosely based on history but in the russian empire they would really rely on their religious figures and in the show um the religious figure uh his name's archie has dreams and um he says that oh my dreams my visions this is what god is like telling me to do right and mm-hmm. this was very common in kind of like medieval into victorian courts where they would have mm-hmm. these religious figures the religious figures would say i had a dream and god told me to do this and then the king or queen would be like sweet let's do it you know <laughs> yeah. um now is that true M- maybe not you know maybe maybe not um, yeah in the show no <laughs> i'm inclined to not uh, believe a religious figure heads. <laughs> yeah and but, so it's I like mean. people have or say to have these like epic dreams you know and then they go and tell people like okay this needs to happen because yeah. of that dream they had okay um, and that's just an example of either using it in a way to get what you want or at least yeah kind of like the foundation of it yeah again there i feel like there needs to be middle ground like for me person this is just totally personal i feel like anyone who says they have like a direct link to god either it has like mental issues that they're dealing with or is a con artist mm. so i think you know i think some people again it goes back to the prophetic things they do have those Maybe they are having these dreams and they're like, oh, I think we should do this. But anyone, I feel like anyone who claims that they have, they alone have a personal connection and can hear God or, you know, I feel like that's a little bit that can be, you know, just history tells us that more often than not, that is not usually what is happening to that person. Yeah. As the case with the uh, Russian czars. Yeah. Um, But no, thank you. Uh, 
one other type before I get into the lucid dreaming is um, daydreams. And um, daydreams are fun. <laughs> and it's basically yes. like, I mean, everyone knows what a daydream is. You kind of just zone out, right? And you kind of have like a, say you're in a car going on a long trip, you're not driving and kind of go into your head, you know, or mm-hmm. you kind of zone out. That's what I call it. Like you're zoning out and you're just kind of like yeah. thinking about something else. And um, on the surface, these are more kind of like real life experiences, what you're currently going through. Maybe your brain's trying to make some more immediate connections. Um, But then Mm -hmm. it can even just be as like ordinary as what you want to do later in the day. And you're just kind of like daydreaming about it, you know? Um, These don't really tend to be super intense. Uh, They're really like fantasy based, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like sitting in high school, super bored daydream about the guy in the two rows ahead you know yeah daydreams they're fun yeah um ordinary dreams these are just kind of like run of the mill these would be those ones that are making everyday connections storing those long-term memories just kind of like mirroring real life mundane yeah you're just gonna these are your like every night kind of dreams um and these really connect to kind of like experiences and sensations um ordinary dreams might be impacted by things that are literally happening in your environment so say a phone rings and then you might dream about answering the phone Mm um or i think those are so fun (laughs) (laughs) these are the ones where you might like i don't know sleep like uh, talk in your sleep you know like someone who's like say my husband and I are in bed and he's asleep and I'm still like watching videos on my phone or something he might just like sit up and be like say something random and then I'm like what and he's like oh nothing <laughs> lay back down <laughs> but I think yeah. it's because he can hear that I'm still doing something you know yeah um so he's more like on the surface and he is like hearing probably whatever you're listening mm-hmm. to exactly yeah. which is why I bought airpods <laughs> <laughs> um because I can't sleep, which is why I personally do not have lucid dreams. I don't think I've ever had a lucid dream in my life. Um, I have. So before we jump in, lucid dreams are just the most vivid, lifelike dream you can have, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, some people have excellent control, and you can actually practice Mm-hmm. And you can gain control of your lucid dreams. Um, that's another thing that Alice Robb really focuses on in the second half of her book is um, just practicing with that lucid dreaming, controlling the lucid dreaming, keeping your dream, dream journal, you know. It, this says, as a lucid dream continues, the waking mind gains control. Um, and you can know that you're in a dream. That's basically like mm-hmm. one of the biggest characteristics of a lucid dream is that you know you are dreaming, um, mm-hmm. but the dream still continues. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the movie Inception. Yes. Yes. I Great thought you movie. were going to say, <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Truman Show. <laughs> oh. And I was like, that's not what that movie's about. That's not, that's not that. No. Well, like Inception. I don't know, like, Yes, Inception's a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> you're in it. You're in it to win it. And whether yeah. you're going to control it or not, it's up to you and how much you practice. But I personally, um, I would feel like I would remember. I don't believe that I have ever had a lucid dream, which is very unfortunate. But again, 
I don't sleep very well, so it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. What about yours? Um, yeah, I have had several lucid dreams. There was a point maybe four or five years ago where I never did the dream journal, but I, and I never, this is like typical me. I never like actually did it the correct way. I just kind of told myself like, I could do this, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I would just tell myself. the correct way. Well, I mean, like I never did like the, like the way you laid out earlier. Like I didn't know about all that. I would just yeah. kind of. I would go to sleep and be like, you're gonna, you're gonna lose a dream. You're gonna lose a dream. Like you're going to remember your dreams. This is what's going to happen. There was a point where I got, I got not great, but, um, you know, where I could do it maybe like once a week or once a, you know, a few times a month or whatever. And to the, to the point where I think it started because I would be in the dream and then I'd be like, Oh, I'm dreaming. And then I would wake up mm. like instantly I would wake up. And then I'd be like, oh man, like I'm going to go back to sleep and try it again. And it got to the point where, so this, another little insight into my brain, um, I would have like, you know, you have those dreams, like they're not like sex dreams, but they're like, oh, you meet someone and you fall in love or you, you're cuddling or you're kissing or whatever. Oh, so yeah. in my, in my dreams, I, this is when I was married <laughs> in my dreams, I'd be like, I can't, I'm married. Like, how dare you? You know, like in my dreams oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. it got to a point where I would be like wait this is a dream like you could do whatever you want like <laughs> that's kind of how it started yeah <laughs> and so and then I'd be like I'm not I'm not staying here with you like I'm gonna go walk around you know so then I would walk around or I would it kind of to me felt like um have you ever played Grand Theft Auto no so it's kind of like I guess any like third person type of game that's like the month the one I played the most but where you can I could see myself walking around Mm -hmm. and or like have you played like Tomb Raider or like you know like one of those games where you can see the character walking around um Um, the only games I play are Crash Bandicoot I guess Crash Bandicoot works as well because you can see Crash and he's you know you control him yeah 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 yeah. you can see him things like that any, yes. any sort of like third person game. That's what it looked like to me. It was, and it would be, I would be in the dream, but as soon as I realized I was in a dream, it would, I would switch views. Like I would turn into that like video game type of view, oh. which is, uh, I don't know if that's like the, the usual way people um experience that kind of stuff but yeah I would just like walk around or I'd be like okay now you're gonna be now you're gonna go swimming and all of a sudden like an ocean would appear or you know you know uh, now you're gonna now now Tom Hiddleston's here and like then he would be there <laughs> <you know? laughs> and then I can't tell you the rest of that story because that's just for me that's okay. <laughs> it's a different podcast <laughs> it's a different podcast um assume that a lot I mean, this is literally just me assuming, but that a lot of lucid dreams would be very sexual just because it's something that our bodies yeah. participate in, you know? Yeah. Uh, just sp- very much through chemical reactions. So, and I will say, uh, without getting too graphic, um, that in my lucid dreams, I have all the same sensations that I do in waking life, like physical sensations. So, yeah and I mean I think always fun. I think a lot of those lucid dreams might take place around puberty time too so yeah probably hmm. so 
yeah, that was, I don't remember anything. And it was always like very mundane. I never was like, you know, I never made myself like, uh, I don't know, like queen or I probably should have, <laughs> but you know, it was just always just like, I'm going to go walk around and I'm just going to, you know, or I'm going to fly or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drive this car. That's not mine. It was very grand theft auto to me. That's what it, <laughs> Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going to get in this car now. <laughs> that's, that's what it reminds funny. me of. But, um, yeah. And then it kind of just, I kind of, I guess I stopped focusing on it and it mm-hmm. just kind of went away. It happens very, very occasionally now, but it's always really fun when it does. I think if I really tried uh, to like master it, I probably could at least be you know, decent at it. But yeah, you know me, you I just kind of let it, you know, I just let things happen. It'd be interesting. Keep it. Dry. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, all this, definitely like re-peaking my interest so oh yeah for sure well that's fascinating and i wish i had lucid dreams but again (laughs) i guess i can make it happen yeah well i I could i really don't know just because i don't i don't know you probably Um, have to work first on remembering your dreams and then like build up to controlling them yes um one of the uh, lovely individuals who um, messaged us explained that she really didn't have dreams until she was put on like a certain medication. And then she oh. like, started remembering her dreams. And it's probably because that medication was allowing her to fall into those like cycles. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And I don't like, I don't really like taking medications that much. But I'm wondering, like, maybe if there was, if I took a sleeping pill, I'm, I'm a little nervous about sleeping pills, but, um, well, you're a hypochondriac. Yeah. That's very true. So I just wonder <laughs> if I would actually like remember my dreams. I have no problem altering my body chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not that. I have like weird, I have weird phobias. I mean, you know me. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, we're like, we're, we are like two ends of the same like spectrum on a lot of the like stuff so i think i get it (laughs) where i'm like i'll try it sure (laughs) (sighs) so knowing all these things knowing science knowing spirituality aspect knowing kind of like the uh i guess new agey realm of understanding your dreams the types Mm -hmm. of dreams you can have like all of these things right then you get into like actually interpreting what these mean personally for you. So there's going to be common themes that everyone's going to dream about just because we interact with the same things, right? All humans are going to interact with the basic foundation of things every day. You have family, you have interactions, you have work, you have media, you have like all of these things coming at you that are shared experiences with everyone else. So there are going to be shared themes, but it's how that shared theme uh, impacts your very specific dreams, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And interpreting your dreams is extremely personal and it's extremely subjective. Um, It's literally about your personal interpretation on your own emotions, your own feelings, and your own situations. And so even if, say, I only follow Miller's 12,000 Dreams Interpreted, but 
uh, you might only follow the book in your house and my mom might only follow the book in her house or someone might only rely on Google, you know, it's, it's going to be a very subjective way mm-hmm. of interpretation. Um, and it's like tarot. Yeah, absolutely. Like tarot, just how yeah. all the books are kind of a little bit different, but kind of have that same base. Yeah. Right. And you, you apply it to your, yeah. Yes, exactly. So you can also look at your dreams in very different ways. You might be a very science-based person where you're like, well, okay, like this is just a catalog happening. You might be in a more spiritual lens with, okay, what is uh, God telling me? What is the spirit telling me? Um, You Mm -hmm. might be more elemental. Like what is my body trying to tell me? What is, what is the goddess Mm -hmm. trying to tell me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it could be a mix of all of these things. Again, it's extremely subjective. Right. Um, however, because we have all of these shared experiences and shared themes, there are books like the 12,000 Dream Interpretations. Um, I personally went on Amazon and I looked at some other like kind of like private, um, not private, but like uh, independent bookstore websites and looked at all the Dream Interpretation books and I kind of just picked the one that had the most in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I looked at like reviews. I, I did my like research on which one I wanted. And so that's how I chose this one, the one by Miller. My childhood one, um, my mom still does have it. We just don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in our house or it's in her house somewhere. But it's one that she had um, through her young adult life. And then she kind of passed it on to me when she started realizing that I was kind of into this. And, um, it's Mm -hmm. something that I kept with me all throughout my teenage years. Um, and it was just a really big go-to kind of like for my family. Um, Mm -hmm. my mom would come in or my sister would come in to be like, what is this? What is this? You know, and we would always kind of look at it and, um, also Google. Yeah. Google a lot. Um, Now, I really do like this one, though. Um, It's quite large. And um, it has, let's see. So of actual kind of like dream interpretations, it's 544 pages. And it ends with dreaming about zoos. And it (laughs) starts with dreaming about... Aardvarks. An abacus. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like um like tell me a letter. Pick a letter. Uh P. P. And so it kind of just um it's kind of like a glossary kind of uh format. So for okay. example, the first letter of P has pacemaker, pacifying, pacing, package, packing, pad, padding, paddle, page. And under each one of them um is just a different amount of information about what it could mean. So for example, yeah. let me flip if you dream about a palm tree. Palm tree seen in dreams symbolize hopeful situations and happiness in high order. Okay. So I mean that's good. It's pretty cool. Now something about this one that just rubbed me the wrong way just because it's something that I used to have a reoccurring dream about is that there's no undead and there's no zombie. And that was kind of like my reoccurring dream, which is kind of like self-explanatory. But um, mm-hmm. I also I, used to have a dream about zombies. Well, so I have this reoccurring dream um, 
every Samhain. Um, and it started probably when I was pre-teen, like 11 or 12, um, when I learned what Samhain like really was basically okay. right because remember I, I like super into Ireland super into Irish culture um Celtic history Druids all that you know and so when I was researching Samhain when I was little and I learned about the veil the veil being thin um scared the shit out of me basically <laughs> and so kid you not since then to last Samhain every time I have a recurring dream about zombies every time uh, because on Samhain because my pre-adolescent brain <laughs> made a connection <laughs> between like the undead literally like zombies coming out of the ground you know right right and so it the just deceased. it just stuck in my head and so even yeah. though now I understand that Samhain is like ancestral you know like Spirit. you can make those connections you can have those conversations you honor that you yeah know? But my brain made that connection because like not literally your grandmother's going to come back. Exactly. (laughs) And so, because when I was, I mean, when we were like 10 or 11, that's the time it was like a really big zombie time. Um, Like Night of the Living Dead was remade. Uh, That one with Killian Murphy. We run 28 days later. 28 days later. I love that movie. God damn. He's so cute. But he's so cute. (sighs) um, Irish again. Mm. So, oh, he um, is Irish. He's Irish, yeah. I just watched and, the movie. Um, this has nothing to do with anything except Killian Murphy's in it. Um, it's called Red Eye. Yeah. Did you ever uh-huh. see that movie? I did. I liked it. It was. Yeah. It's like a little like cheesy thriller, but mm-hmm. I mean, a couple it has things. He's the main Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it's got Rachel McAdams. And it takes place on a plane. It's like a thriller. It's fun. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but it's just like interesting, you know, where like, again, it's that subjective. It's that personal interpretation to where I understood what Samhain was. And but I didn't have a firm concept of what a thin veil meant. And so mm-hmm. my brain made this connection to yeah, the dead are literally going to come back as zombies and eat me. Right. And so, yeah. Even though I'm an adult, every Samhain that week, I have that reoccurring dream about zombies. That's every so time. funny. And I know and I understand that that's why I have that dream. Um, but I still have it. So maybe I just like I used it. to have a re- I used to have a recurring zombie dream. I think this is because of the same situation. Well, no, not because of the Samhain thing, but because like zombies were a big thing for a, lo- for a long time there. Mm-hmm. Um, where... I haven't had it in a really long time and I'm probably going to now, but this happened when my son was little, he was maybe like a couple years old, maybe like two or three. And for like a year or so, mm-hmm. I would have a dream where he, it was just like, he and I were like running from zombies and it's going to get really dark here for a second. Okay. We would be, we would be like trapped in a room and I would have a gun and the gun would only have one bullet left. And, but we were like surrounded by zombies. So I would like, have to choose like who I was going to shoot like me or him did you ever see that yeah. movie the mist yeah mm-hmm. it was like that big where deal. yeah and big or like where I would like hug him and like shoot the gun and like try to get the bullet through both of our heads like sometimes you know like yeah it was a very and I would wake up like 
there was there used to be a time where I couldn't even talk about that dream without crying. Mm. And like now I'm so far removed from it that it's just kind of like a memory. Yeah. But, well, I think but it's like I, really big motherhood, like stress, you know? Yes, it definitely is what, yeah, definitely what that was. Mm-hmm. But those were, those were horrible. I would wake up crying from those dreams all mm-hmm. the time. It was horrible. But I mean, oh, it hasn't happened in a while. Anymore. Me too. Gosh. For real. That's a downer. <laughs> <laughs> and I also don't watch zombie stuff that much anymore. So. Yeah. I can't really. Not watch nearly as much as I used to. Yeah, no. Oh. Nope. But yeah. I mean, I think zombies are actually a common um, dream trope because they're so scary. They are very scary, especially the ones from the remake of uh, Day of the Dead, where they oh, could run. Oh yeah, they're so freaking fast, man. And those are, those would be the ones that were in my dream. They could run. I hate the fast ones. Yeah, Ugh. the worst. Shaun of the Dead. That's where it's at. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. I love that movie so much. Oh my god. So I'm gonna watch some it later. other I know we should. Um some other common tropes uh aside from zombies, um which kind of <laughs> goes in with it is um being chased. Uh okay. so being chased can be like you're you're literally trying to avoid something, maybe you have a really big decision coming up or you feel a lot of pressure somewhere. You know, it's like, um, yeah. it's chasing after you. It's not like you're running you away from something. Yeah. Um, another huge one is falling. Um, mm. Whether it's like off a cliff, uh, tripping, falling out of a window, just some kind of like falling, right? And sometimes you'll like actually wake up, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like startled away. to me. Yeah. I don't remember what the situation was, but it, it woke me up. I felt like I was falling um yeah and uh this can it's kind of like a figure of speech in a way like you're falling somehow right you're falling in love you're falling from grace you're Mm -hmm. um falling like you're out of control right like something is just like out of control maybe you don't want it to happen another one is flying um flying is actually a really common one and it's just kind of i mean self-explanatory um wanting to be more independent wanting more freedom wanting to like get away from something whenever i think about flying dreams um has nothing to do with a dream but like that that scene in uh forrest gump where jenny like says that fly flying away thing with the birds i always yeah that well jenny Let's see. Um, another super common one is death. Um, this can probably be related to the zombie ones either, or uh, maybe someone in your family passing away, you passing away, a loved one passing away. It's just literally that you're scared that that is going to happen, right? Yeah. It's a huge yeah. stressor. We don't really think about it on the day to day, but like when you're dreaming, it's just something that we're all scared of, you know, just yeah. like things that just could Definitely. happen at random or maybe someone's really sick. Um, someone could be really sick in your life and your brain is just trying to process it. Or it, again, it could just be a fear. Um, yeah. I just don't want that to happen. Um, yeah. Um, and then if you kind of look at it in the way of tarot, it could also be kind of like, because um, when you pull the death card, a lot of people are scared of it, but it's really, it just means change. Like something's going to mm-hmm. happen. Something's going to change. 
It means um, like the end of something. Yeah. And so that could also be it too. Maybe um, the death of a relationship or a friendship or, you know, something. Um, a funny one is being hmm. naked. I've never dreamt about being naked in public before. I don't think I have either. But it's basically like huh. you're somewhere and you're naked. And it's maybe because you had like an embarrassing situation that day. Uh, maybe you're feeling particularly vulnerable. Um, okay. That's when these like nakedness dreams can happen. Yeah. The trope is like you're at school, like giving a presentation. Yeah, like, exactly. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Water is another really big one. Um, someone messaged us about a, a tsunami. Another person said tidal wave. Um, it could be ocean, it could be lake, it could be river, like water, right? And yeah. um, water is a big representation for communication. And so maybe you have this tidal wave and it's this like huge thing that maybe you want to communicate or you want to like push forward. Um, or if uh, it's a fast moving river, Maybe you feel like um, you're just being like washed away, you know, like you're not able to like communicate or kind yeah. of like hold on to your emotions. Like everything is just kind of like moving. Um, yeah. It could be uh, for people who have more religious tendencies. It could be uh, for purification. Um, it could be kind of like a peaceful, you know, it literally kind yeah. of depends on what the water is doing you know okay if it's really rough um like rough dirty water it's more of kind of like a negative um if it's clean uh kind of like stagnant not stagnant but like uh soft water it could be like a more peaceful situation it really just depends on what the water is doing okay. um but it's really tied to like emotion and communication okay um and then i would say one of the funnest ones but I guess it depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. um, it's a sex dream. We've all had them. Mm -hmm. They happen all the time. Yeah. And um, it could mean Some of us so is the only way we're getting any action around here. And that's one of the meanings. <laughs> <laughs> it could literally just mean you need it and or want it. It could yeah. mean you have a desire for someone, and so that's the way that it's going to happen until you yeah. either talk to them or maybe they're not available to you. Um, mm -hmm. It could be just representing part of yourself. Uh, maybe in real life you want to be more sexual um, than you are, and your dreams might kind of like take that on, take that persona on, you know? Okay. Um, and then obviously they can go dark real fast and then those have more psychological obvious meanings you know um mm -hmm. oppression fear things like that so um again it's kind of like they're extremely common and obviously the more common ones are the more kind of like fun ones you know mm -hmm. um but you kind of have to just kind of uh be more subjective when you're looking at the context of how the sex is taking place right finding money or valuables and kind of like money in general again it depends on what the money is doing um these ones are kind of like literal right so if you find money or you're worried about money you're worried about money you know yeah. um if you're dreaming about like buying all of these kind of things going on like a spree it's just because it's something that you really want to do um yeah. money dreams are super straightforward 
Um, I used to have a reoccurring dream, and so did some other people who message us about like childhood homes or like grandparents' homes or like other relations' okay. homes that were like very poignant in adolescence. And okay. it's basically kind of like nostalgia and wanting to be closer um, to your family. Um, or having like intense emotion revolved around your family. So in my, my reoccurring dream with my, um, with the house, it was always back to my grandparents' house, which was kind of like our home base. We would move a lot when I was little and we would go from my maternal grandparents' home to my stepfather's mother's home and then apartments. And we would kind of like every year we right. were back in one of these situations. But my, my grandparents' home was always home. And so I used to have dreams all the time about being in that house, but then it would like change, you know, like it would be, it would be my grandma's house, but then it would be my like grandma Roxy's house, like in the same dream or at least, you know, maybe two different dreams. So it was, it was really interesting. And it's just about missing your family and missing adolescence and like, kind of like Mm -hmm. just nostalgia in a way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then a lot of people, including yourself, um, had dreams about like losing teeth or breaking teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, in any kind of like research that I've done on on this, because this was a really common one. And so kind of looked in the book and I looked on Google and I looked in some different things about the meaning of this. And it was basically change, right? So like some kind of change was happening. Teeth breaking is more like super stressful like change like maybe more emotionally draining change because that's a very like traumatic thing to be witnessing you know right um loose teeth or teeth very like slowly falling out maybe like one or two that's like change is happening but it's not like super intense but you're still kind of stressed about it Mm. I had yes that makes sense because now I like this literally just popped into my brain the beginning of this year I had that dream a lot actually Mm. where my teeth would be loose mm-hmm. and then like then one would fall out and I'd be like oh okay and then like slowly the other ones like throughout my dream yeah would just like get looser and looser huh that makes sense yeah yeah it's interesting mm. the teeth mm. and it's one yeah. of the most common ones teeth yeah you hear about that one a lot yeah um so I want to talk about some of the dreams that we got just because they have some they had some really like common um themes um so kind of like we had a couple about being in a dark room and knowing that eyes were watching you um and this was kind of like more literal like uh there's conflict you feel like you're being watched you feel like you're being judged maybe in like a workplace situation or by your family um a secret door is really about like self-discovery like there's something about yourself that you haven't pulled out yet um dreaming about certain numbers um we had that episode about like three 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 five 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 eleven Mm -hmm. you know um and so someone was dreaming about eleven eleven and it's just really about like welcoming your like spiritual awakening you're at like balance some people had some dreams of warning and these are pretty literal right like you might be ignoring something or ignoring mm-hmm. a red flag you know and your mind's just trying to tell you to like snap out of it um again sex 
you know, sex. Um, something interesting, there was a couple about shark attacks. And um, apparently that's a very common one, sharks. And this happens yeah. out of water. Like someone said that they dreamt of like a shark like coming out of the refrigerator. Um, oh my gosh. And well, it's terrifying. I know, it does. It, I mean, I used to have those like daydreams, I guess, when I was like swimming in my neighbor's pool and I thought a shark was at the bottom of the pool. Oh yeah. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's just my fear of water. <laughs> yeah, I uh, had the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it's just basically like you feel that there's an enemy somewhere like in your life. Okay. Okay. Um, and then tsunami, uh, we had two about tsunamis, tidal waves. Um, if the wave is really muddy, it's kind of like emotional turmoil. If the wave is clean, it means um, uh, you want this really powerful good change to take place. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, we had some kind of like prophetic dreams, which are super cool. Um, one of our uh, followers had a dream about a friend who had passed away. And then that friend was like visiting them in dreams. Um, and they felt that it was like her way to say like, bye. Um, yeah, those, those do happen. Um, and then we've talked about the reoccurring dreams. Um, so there's one dream in particular that I kind of wanted to talk about because I think it's a past life connection. Um, so the, the follower said, um, that these dreams come up when he has an unresolved issue in his life and they revolve around another individual and it's the same person every time he has this really strong connection to this person, but they live kind of like in different, I think in different countries. Um, and so says in much recent times or since even like late last year, the dreams have been reoccurring um, and he's always walking ahead or like traveling ahead of him and he can like never catch up to him. Um, but then sometimes he like sees him in his future. Um, like the example he gives is in one of his dreams, he saw the outfit he was wearing and then the guy posted a picture on Instagram and he was wearing that outfit. Um, oh my gosh. He like had the dream before the picture was posted um, right and like he's just trying to understand like why he's even having these dreams like why he can't catch up to them but like why they have this like such strong connection and I, I just feel like I don't know why I just feel like it's a past life thing like I feel Did like he maybe say is this someone he knows yeah they're acquaintances and he's I think he had like a maybe like a crush on him or something like that um okay and so huh. I mean, they have they they have some sort of connection for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it could be maybe it is just that. It could be like a crush and they live so far away that that's why he's always ahead of him. He just can't keep up or catch up. But I don't know. When I was reading it, I just felt like maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Especially that's, with that strong connection, seeing those little things that yeah. do happen. The outfit thing is really interesting. Yeah. Because that's very specific. Mm -hmm. so, I'd be interested to know more, like have more examples. Yeah. I'd be, I that's thought really that cool. was super interesting. Um, another one that's really interesting is this lucid dream that someone had. Um, and so basically there was a group of people they don't know. And they're in a house. And this person knows that they're dreaming. Like they know that they're in this house. They know that it's not real. They know that they don't know these people. Um, and they're really sluggish. They feel super heavy. 
and like kind of like you know when you're like really heavy it feels like you're dragging yourself you know oh yeah I hate when that happens in dreams they said that at some point they get tied to a chair and they know that it's a dream so they know that it's not like real and they can like wake themselves up um so they said that they like scream and scream and scream and to like try to get themselves to wake up you know to where it like strains their voice um Uh and it it gets to the point where they can't wake themselves up, but like their husband like wakes them up, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause they're like moving and probably making yeah. noise. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, crazy. Yeah. Ooh. But I guess it happens. It's a reoccurring dream. Um, and they know that it's happening. They're just, Ugh, that's horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yep. Very well, that's good that they can get themselves out of it though. They know they learn yeah. how to do that. Yeah. And like the That's screaming really cool. they explained wasn't because they were scared. It's just because they're trying to wake themselves up. But it like happens over and over again. Yeah. So That's cool. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Um, now I'm going to leave off on just very briefly on how you might um, be able to use your dreams in your practice. Okay. So I'm going to end with how you might be able to use your dreams in practice. Um, And I got this uh, from Theomagica and it's kind of like, they call it like a three course thing, but it's kind of like just three articles that you can read with like tips and tricks on how to first um, remember your dreams and then what to do once you kind of get into a lucid state and then like you can go from there. So, um, and they call it dream magic and maybe we'll have an episode on this in the future, but right now this is just like, super fast um (laughs) because it's a lot and yeah we don't have time for that today yeah uh so the goal there's a couple goals one is to achieve reliable dream memory on a daily basis okay so you have to get to that point with your body like we talked about in the beginning um sleep patterns getting yourself situated, relaxed, and then finding a way that is going to be comfortable for you to remember your dreams and to practice that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Then it says to gather first experiences with technique of dream incubations. And this kind of like, the dream incubation, I think is kind of like putting yourself into the dream so that you know that you're dreaming and you can kind of like pull Mm -hmm. the details out. Um, And then the third part is that once you're able to get a reliable dream memory, get into your dreams, basically lucid dreaming, um, Mm -hmm. then you have a more accurate way of cataloging the images, the characters, the stories that are happening so that you can decipher them and or use it, right? Yeah. So um, once you're able to do your sleep pattern, this particular um, kind of like course study describes what's called um, a dialogue with dream beings. And I'm, um, when I read it, it was a little confusing, but I'm, it, I'm pretty confident. It's just like the people and think interactions you're having in your dreams. Right. Okay. So um, you need to be able to get to a lucid dreaming point where you can have interactions with others in your dreams 
as mm-hmm. well as understand the symbolism in your dreams. Um, and once you kind of like get a catalog of the people and the places and the things that you see the most, then you're going to be able to more quickly interpret and see what your mind is trying to tell you at that moment that you're dreaming. And that's kind of okay. like the goal, right? Yeah. Um, so once you do that, right, once you have all that down and you're able to essentially what this is, is get into your dreams, lucid dreaming, you should be able to um, practice speaking to spirit or practice speaking to elements or practice speaking to God and goddess, whatever, um, mm-hmm. relaying messages getting messages, diving into your past life experiences, kind of like using your dream memory um, or your state of mind in dreaming to do these things. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm sure there's so it's like a using lot more the you loose, do. Using the lucid dreaming to like to figure out the message like instantly. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Instead of like trying to interpret it and things like that. Yeah. So like you can be in the dream and know what the dream is trying to tell you, whether you're receiving message, sending a message or um, kind of diving deeper into yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Super interesting. All right. So I know that was a lot of information. Um, I hope that it's helpful in um, diving into your own dreams, interpreting your own dreams, uh, maybe getting into some research on it. You don't have to buy books. You don't have to do any of that. I mean, Google is your friend. Um, And I mean, if you want to, I think practicing lucid dreaming or practicing dream journaling um, is probably a really good idea to get to know yourself better. Um, And I think that it's doable. Um, as long as you like understand that there is some science behind it and that there is, or at least if you think there is, there's a little right. bit more to it. Um, just depends on, again, your interpretation. Cause you might listen yeah. to this and be like, nah, no, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is just my memories. And that is that good night. <laughs> But you might listen to this and be like, all right, I'm jumping on that lucid dreaming bandwagon. Here we go. Yeah. You know, I, so yeah, I think it's worth, I mean, it's worth a shot. I think it's like, uh, it's interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'd be interested to hear people's opinions on what they think. Um, yeah. What they think, you know, what, what is dreaming anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate um, you coming at it from like both sides, like the scientific and the, you know, the spiritual side of Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I think you have to, um, especially when it comes uh, to like the human body. Again, it's it's very subjective, but um, I mean, the human body itself is just very science-based, you know, we're very... I mean, yes, you can go with the elements and you can be one with nature and you can connect to like Gaia and all that, but you still have to understand that like there are chemical reactions and electric reactions and all of these things happening into our bodies. And like you, for me, at least the way that I do it is I connect the two, you know? Um, Oh yeah. 
like yeah. I always tell people when people find out that I'm like spiritual or blah, 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 or whatever, people automatically jump to the like, uh, oh, you don't vaccinate your children. You don't believe in science. You don't believe blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I always say like, well, no, if I have a headache, like I use this example all the time, if I have a headache, yes, maybe I'll try, you know, drinking tea or using, you know, you know, I'll try other certain home remedies. But if that doesn't work, I will pop an ibuprofen. Like I will take a Tylenol. Mm-hmm. I'll take a Norco if I have to. No, like there, exactly. there's a time and a place for the two thoughts, the two schools of thought. You just have to, I feel like there's a healthy balance to be had. Oh yeah. And I'm kind of the same way where it's like, well, if I had, if I have a headache, I'm not going to meditate first. I'm going to pop that ibuprofen first. But then if I'm feeling like (laughs) frustrated or something, I'll, I'll meditate first, you know, (laughs) like it's, it's, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I mean, in my personal way of thinking, you need to be able to connect the two. And I think especially dreams, um, if you connect the two and you understand the science behind it, but understanding that that science allows us to do other things, um, yeah, then it, it might make a lot more sense for you or science might make a lot more sense for you or spirituality might make a lot more sense for you. I think one of our mo- most popular taglines here is whatever floats your boat, as long as it's yeah. not hurting anybody. Well, yeah. Whatever, you, whatever works for you. Just, yeah. I think just be having an open mind is the, mm-hmm. the biggest thing. So yes. yeah. Well, thanks for doing all that research. That was very uh, illuminating. Yeah. I'm yeah. fascinated. I liked it. Now every morning I'm like, <laughs> what did I dream? And I'm like flipping through. Yeah. Maybe this is, maybe well, this is your giant book, but <laughs> <laughs> this might be the way you get into like, you know, remembering and then maybe even it's a dream eventually. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, this was another little bit of a longer one, but I think it had a lot of really good information. Um, I know we said it at the top, but remember just really quickly, we do have our 10,000 follower giveaway. So um, please like, yeah, follow, and, and comment. Um, the more you comment with someone, uh, tag someone, the more entries you get. So please do that. Yeah, as soon as we get to 10,000 followers, we will be selecting one grand prize winner and two runners up um, to to win those prizes. You can go see the prizes at Sit for a Small Pot on Instagram. Also, next week, we're going to be talking about the Ouija board. So be sure to, um, we're going to put in our stories like we did with this um, streams one. Mm-hmm. Share your Ouija board stories, like good, bad, ugly, scary, like heartwarming, whatever. Like we want to hear them all. Um, I I know for a fact uh, I won't be. I, I never dive into deep with Jessa. <laughs> that's just not my. That's, that's just how I work. So I think we'll have a little more time to like actually read a couple of stories, which I think would be kind of fun to like get a little spooky. Yeah. Um. So I think fun that'll for be you. Yeah, fun for me. Yeah. Just just will have a nightmare then. <laughs> Which is also fun for me. It's so sensitive. <laughs> okay, you'll be fine. Papa Norco. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, so be sure to just look out for that. Um, and thanks again for listening. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. 
If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed be. be.